Welcome to Today in the Word with Pastor Bob Larson of Calvary Chapel Caldwell. Pastor Bob will be with us in just a few minutes, but first we'd like to let you know that Calvary Chapel is located on the corner of 10th and Everett, across from the library in downtown Caldwell. We have two Sunday morning services at 9.30 and 11.30. If you prefer Saturday nights, we have a Saturday night service at 7 p.m. We also have a midweek service Wednesday night at 7 p.m. You can watch Today in the Word on Sunday mornings at 10 a.m. on ABC Channel 6.1. Join us as we broadcast Calvary Chapel Caldwell's Sunday morning church services, where Pastor Bob teaches you how to apply the truths in your Bible to your everyday experiences so that you might enjoy a better life. This is what agape love looks like. I'm going to write it down for you. And he says, love does not parade itself and is not puffed up. So love doesn't boast about what you're doing, right? Uh, whenever a person says to their spouse, you know what, you're lucky to be married to me, <laughs> right? Is that boasting a little bit? <laughs> now, it might be true, but love doesn't boast, right? You don't, you don't brag about yourself, right? Uh, love doesn't have a superior attitude towards others, right? Uh, as a Christian, when you love your neighbor as yourself, you never look down on others and think you're better than they are. You never try to prove that you're smarter than other people, right? Because Proverbs 16, 18 says, pride goes before destruction and a haughty spirit before a fall. So pride is about putting yourself first and exalting yourself. Agape love is about putting others first, right? And so when you think about love, pride puffs up, love builds up. And so he goes on in verse 5 and says, love does not behave rudely. So uh, love does not behave rudely. I think this is important. Being rude is not loving, right? And so God gives us this definition. If you agape love someone, you're not going to be rude to them. Uh, uh, Romans 2, 4 says this, don't you see how wonderfully kind, tolerant, and patient God is with you? Does this mean nothing to you? Can't you see that the kindness is intended to turn you from your sin? And and, in the King James, it says, uh, that it's the goodness of God that leads men to repentance. We need to be kind towards people, not rude towards people. And certainly in church, Paul was telling this to the Christians in the church. In, in Corinthians, uh, the Corinthian church, uh, they were being rude towards people, right? And, and, and so we don't want to be rude towards people if we love people. And he goes on to say, love does not seek its own in verse 5 there. And so love doesn't always insist on having my own way, right? If you love someone, you don't always seek your own selfish way. Love, agape love, is not selfish and self-centered. See, the Bible says that selfishness is going to cause you a lot of grief and confusion. In J- James three sixteen, it says, for where envy and self-seeking exist, confusion and every evil thing are there. So agape love is not a selfish love, but it's a giving love. It's giving, expecting nothing in return. And that is what God wants to help us to understand and then to experience and then to love others with that same love. And so he goes on in verse 5 and says, love is not provoked. Now, uh, if you're a parent, you're like, whoa, underline this, right? Uh, The person who is bent on having his or her way all the time is easily provoked and easily angered. If you love someone, you don't easily get angry at them, right? In Ephesians 5, 1, it says, therefore, be imitators of God as dear children and walk in love as Christ also has loved us and has given himself for us an offering and a sacrifice to God for a sweet-smelling aroma. In other words, that Jesus Christ gave himself for us. And we need to look at our lives as that when we love people, we want to give, right? We want to give expecting nothing in return. We want to not be provoked. Why do we get provoked? Because people don't do things our way, right? If somebody breaks something, like, I have to pay for that. Well, if you love them, then you're like, you know what? That's fine. I'll buy them a new one. 
Why? Because I love them. <laughs> now you're like, whoa, where did this definition come from? It came from the Bible, right? Uh, verse 5, he says, love thinks no evil. And that word thinks means to take an inventory in your mind or to number or to keep a record of all the evil that is done. Now, this is a surefire way, way to ruin any relationship is to keep track of all the wrong, right? In, in the marriage, you know, if you truly love your spouse, you're not going to keep score of every thing they've done wrong, every failure, every fault. God wants us to understand that if you love someone, you're not keeping a record of their wrong. And in Luke 23, 34, Jesus said, Father, forgive them for they do not know what they do. Remember when Jesus had been crucified, he's on the cross, and, and Jesus, what does he say? Instead of saying, Father, fry them right now, smoke them, right? Instead of that, he said, Father, forgive them. And so for me now, when people do wrong towards me, I, I want to be like Jesus. Father, forgive them. They don't know what they're doing. They don't know that I could knock their teeth out, and I'm not going to. <laughs> I, mean, I don't think that, but, uh, right? But I want to be gracious. I want to be forgiving, right? That's what, that's what agape love is. Love does not rejoice in iniquity, verse 6. What does that mean? Well, it means that you don't rejoice when bad things happen to other people, right? If somebody you know, cuts you off on the freeway, slams on the brakes in front of you, and then speeds off, and you're thinking to yourself, oh, I hope they get a ticket. And then a little ways down the road, you think, aha, and you see them pulled over by an officer, and you're like, oh, I'm glad they got that what was coming to them. And you start singing in your car, hallelujah, woo, and you're just, you're like having a party. The Bible says don't do that. That's not love. That's not loving your neighbor. Proverbs 24, 17 says, do not rejoice when your enemy falls, and do not let your heart be glad when he stumbles, lest the Lord see it and displease him, and he turn away his wrath from him. So if you're singing hallelujah in your car when that guy is pulled over, the cop might all of a sudden have this thought, you know what, I'm just going to give you a warning today. No ticket for you. <laughs> right? It's better for you to think, oh, I feel sorry for that guy. Well, Lord, help him to pay the ticket. <laughs> right? Uh, right? And, and so it's important for us to realize that love doesn't rejoice when bad things happen to other people. Verse 6, he goes on to say, love rejoices in the truth. Now, this is so important. If you love someone, you want to know the truth. Even if that means the truth hurts you, or even if that means that you have to apologize. I remember praying many times in the first five years of our marriage, Lord, if I'm wrong, and I'm sure it's not, but if I am, Lord, I want to apologize, so show me. And I remember the Lord saying, Bob, you are wrong. You need to go apologize. I'm like, ugh, right? But because you love someone, you want to know the truth. And so I would apologize. And with my kids growing up, if I did something wrong, we'd sit down at the table. I'd tell the whole family, okay, I want to tell you all I was wrong about that. And they were like, yay, woo, can we have a cake and candles? And it's like, no, stop, right? But some people think they're never wrong. And here's the reality. If you love someone, you are wrong from time to time, right? We're just sinners, right? And, and so if you love someone, you want to know the truth, the truth about yourself. And that's what we talked about a few weeks ago. The Bible says, know yourself, examine yourself, know the truth about yourself. See, sometimes we can lie to ourselves and, and we can tell ourselves things that are not true. And, and if you do that, then you really don't love that person. So he goes on in verse six, love uh, rejoices in the truth. It bears all things, believes all things, hopes all things, endures all things. Love never fails. And so when you think about love, what does this mean, love? Well, that's the kind of love that God wants to pour into your heart and into your life that you can love your neighbor with that kind of love. 
Now, we know there is eros, physical love, self-centered love, right? Uh, and, and I heard one pastor describe eros, and the kind of love is hook up, shack up, break up, repeat kind of love. Now, that is not God's best for you. Hook up, shack up, break up, repeat. That's not love. That's eros, right? That's Hollywood, right? Hollywood, uh, and, and it's painful, right? And so uh, phileo, emotional love, brotherly love, there's a place for that, right? I mean, I'm assuming when people hug me here at church and say, I love you, pastor, that they mean phileo, right? Uh, well, I hope it's agape, but I mean, I'm at least going for phileo, right? No sexual overtones, right? Uh, but then agape love describes this love that's on a spiritual level. It's, it's greater than eros, greater than phileo. Agape love is not a selfish love. It's a giving love, expecting nothing in return. And, and that's the kind of love that God wants us to have. And as a Christian, we need to understand that, that God wants you to love people at this level where you expect nothing in return and that you love people who don't deserve it, don't earn it. And man, when you get to that place, when the Lord transforms you on the inside, where you get to the place where you can love your family members, your spouse, your children, your parents, and expecting nothing in return, it's so freeing. It's so good. God wants us to love our neighbors as ourselves, and that agape love, expecting nothing in return. And so another translation puts 1 Corinthians 4 like this. I'm going to read it to you. Love never gives up. Love cares more for others than for self. Love doesn't want what it doesn't have. Love doesn't, tr- uh, doesn't strut, doesn't have a swelled head, <laughs> doesn't force itself on others, isn't always me first, doesn't fly off the handle, doesn't keep score of the sins of others, doesn't revel when others grovel, takes pleasure in the flowering of truth, puts up with anything, trusts God always, always looks for the best, never looks back, but keeps going to the end. I like that. I don't know what that translation is, but it's good, right? And and so that's what God wants for you and me, right? To love with that kind of agape love. And how do you get that? How do you do that? Well, the first step is to have a personal relationship with Jesus. And if you've never invited Jesus into your life, you could do that this morning. Uh, And that's simply by praying and saying, Lord, forgive me of my sin. I believe, Jesus, you died on the cross to pay the price for my sin. Forgive me. Come into my life. But then once you do that, then in John 15, Jesus said, I am the vine, you are the branches. He who abides in me and I in him bears much fruit. By this, my Father is glorified that you bear much fruit. So you will be my disciples. And so... When you abide, abide in Jesus, and what does that mean? It means you just have a, relation, a daily relationship with him. You come to church, you worship him, you get up in the morning, you pray, you read your Bible, right? When you abide in him, when he is abiding in you, right, then, then your life's going to be fruitful. And what does the Bible say, Galatians 5.22? But the fruit of the Spirit is love, right? So when you are abiding in Christ, then it's just going to be a natural byproduct that you're going to be able to love people with that agape love. As the Holy Spirit works in you and transforms you, then he helps you to do the impossible, to love people with that agape love, to love people expecting nothing in return. You can't do it on your own, right? Because if you don't know this, some people are annoying. And you can't agape love them without God's supernatural help. That's why you need Jesus, right? Some of you are like, I know some people, they live at the same address, right? Anyway, but here's the thing. God can help you and he can help me, right? And it's so good. And I I pray this in my prayer every day. Lord, fill me with your spirit 
Fill me with your love. Help me to love people with that agape love like you love me. Because here's the thing. It produces the best kind of life. Because you reap what you sow. When you love other people that way, then people love you that way. And it's so good. It's so good. And if you've never accepted Jesus in your life, the first step to experiencing this agape love in your life is to invite Jesus in. So we're going to give you an opportunity to pray right now. And so let's pray together. Lord, we thank you for your word. And Lord, we do pray if there's anyone here today who needs to invite you in, that they have never prayed and accepted you as their Savior, that they would do that now. And Lord, maybe there's some who need to rededicate their life, recommit to you, knowing that maybe they haven't been following you, but they, they, they want to rededicate to you. They want to experience this agape love in their lives. They want to experience your love, and they want to love others with that same kind of love. And we just pray that they would do it now. We pray this in Jesus' name. Amen. Thank you for joining us for Today in the Word. We'd like to share with you a couple of things that are going on here at Calvary Chapel. Calvary Chapel Caldwell is now hiring full-time and part-time positions for our exciting Calvary Kids Learning Center. If you enjoy working with children from newborn through kindergarten, please give us a call at 453-9653. Positions are Monday through Friday with our availability to fit your schedule. To learn more about these exciting opportunities, please call 453-9653. We look forward to meeting with you. Calvary Chapel Caldwell would like to invite you to our Saturday night service at 7 p.m. This is an alternative for those who cannot make it to our Sunday morning services. Like us on Facebook at Calvary Chapel Caldwell or check out our website at calvarycaldwell.com. You can watch Today in the Word on Sunday mornings at 10.30 a.m. on The CW, Channel 2.2. Join us as we broadcast Calvary Chapel Caldwell's Sunday morning church services where Pastor Bob teaches you how to apply the truth in your Bible to your everyday experiences so that you might enjoy a better life. If you would like a copy of Pastor Bob's message today in its entirety, you can call us at 208-453-9653 during the hours of 9 a.m. to 5 p.m. If you're not currently attending a church and are in the Caldwell area, we'd like to invite you to one of our services. We're located on the corner of 10th and Everett, right across from the library in downtown Caldwell. You can also visit us on the web at calvarycaldwell.com. If Today in the Word is ministered to you and you would like to support this radio outreach ministry, we encourage you to pray for us. You can also partner with us financially. Simply visit calvarycaldwell.com to make a donation. Thank you for joining us for Today in the Word. May the Lord bless you and may you have a great day. Today is the day you will